Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fate Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, the last two weeks, it's been my pleasure to talk college football with you. But on this podcast, get ready. It's time to talk about the National Football League. Now, every time I say that, the juices really get going. So I posted a few things on Twitter this week I want to touch on on this podcast because these are some trends I need to remember. When you get in the heat of handicapping, sometimes you forget about trends. And I'm not saying I play trends blindly, but what I do avoid is betting into the trends for the most part. And there's always exceptions to that, of course, but for the most part, I will not bet into a trend. So the three trends that I want to talk about, number one, home underdogs. They cashed 55.7% of the time last year against the spread. And I don't know what the number was in the first three weeks, but I think it was even better because I think I cashed six or seven games with home underdogs in the first three weeks of the season. Then game totals. Don't forget my number one rule. When in doubt, bet the first half under. I like to do that, of course. But for the game totals, the unders cashed 55.8% of the time last season. And the first three weeks, while I do have the number on this, the unders cashed over 65% of the time before leveling out. And the third trend, just normal underdogs. They cashed 54.3% of the time. So, so many people, including myself historically, struggle to beat the juice when it comes to the National Football League. But all three of those trends, if you would have bet once again blindly, would have beat the juice last season. Home underdogs, game unders, and underdogs in general. But then going back to leveling out, let's remember this as well. It's not only totals, but teams. Remember the Atlanta Falcons were the final team last season to lose a game against the spread. They started 6-0 against the number. I decided to fade them the rest of the way. If you would have bet against them the final 11 games of the season, you would have cashed 72.7% of the time as the Falcons finished 9-8 and against the number. Now, it doesn't always work out. I also faded the Giants quite a bit, and they finished 13-4 and against the spread, but I don't want to talk about that. So now let's talk about some other stats that were eye-opening to me anyway. The average margin of victory last season, 9.7 points. That was the lowest since, drum roll please, I couldn't believe this number, 1932. Yes, 9.7 points for the average margin of victory was the lowest number since 1932. Keep that in mind when betting double-digit games, and keep that in mind when it comes to the back door with live betting. 122 games were decided by six points or fewer. 156 games were decided by eight points or fewer. The New York Giants, once again, were the best team against the spread, going 13-4. and four. Meanwhile, oh boy, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had the worst number against the spread, going 4-12-1. Interesting fun fact here, looking back to the past. 2017, my Vikings had the best number against the spread, going 11-4-1. The Cleveland Browns that year had the worst number against the spread, going 4-12. The following year, though, they flip-flopped. The Browns finished 10 and 6 against the number. The Vikings fell to 7, 7, and 2. 2018, the Chicago Bears were the best team, 12 and 4 against the number. The San Francisco 49ers were the worst team at 5 and 11. Following year, well, the Bears flipped to 4 and 12 against the spread. So they went from 12 and 4 to 4 and 12. Meanwhile, the Niners went from 5 and 11 to 9, 6, and 1 against the number. 2019, 
Saints had the best ATS number, 11 and 5. Bears had the worst at 4 and 12. Saints went 9 and 7. Bears went 8 and 8. And that was kind of a blah year, maybe because of COVID in 2020. Dolphins 2020, 11 and 5 against the number. The Cowboys were the worst team at 5 and 11 against the number. The following year, the Cowboys actually had the best number against the spread, going 13 and 4. Meanwhile, the Dolphins went 9, 7, and 1. 2021, Cowboys went from 13 and 4 to 10 and 7. So they were still profitable. But the Panthers, who had the worst ATS in 2021 at 5 and 12, went to 9 and 8 the following year. So my big takeaway from that long rant I just went on is the worst against the spread team has gone 49, 32, and 1 the following year over the last five years. So that's a 60.5% trend. So you may not want to sleep on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season. They may finish above 500 against the spread if history repeats itself. Then last season, we had seven new teams make the playoffs, and I don't do playoff wagering to begin with of who's going to make it, who's not going to make it, but the seven new teams to make the playoffs last season, the Baltimore Ravens, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the LA Chargers, the Miami Dolphins, the Minnesota Vikings, the New York Football Giants, and the Seattle Seahawks. So now another good fun fact from a podcast, it's called The Favorites, and I stumbled across this number, divisional home dogs in week one are 7-0 against the spread since 2018, 15-2 against the spread since 2012. The games that fit that bill this year in week one, the Colts plus three and a half against the Jaguars, the Browns plus one against the Bengals, the Giants plus three against the Cowboys, the Jets plus one and a half against the Bills. So on the surface, all four make me cringe a little bit, but that's probably a good thing. Those are some very good trends to kind of keep in mind. We'll see how many of those games make my card come week number one. Now, it's time to get to some bets here. Unlike college football, the NFL has parity each year, so I don't like to overexpose the bankroll to NFL future bets, but I'm going on the record. I'm going to have five bets here on the podcast, one Division One winner. And yes, it's a homer bet. Yeah, it's my Minnesota Vikings, plus 275 to win the NFC North after winning the division by four games last year. So when have you seen a team win a division by four games and they're not even the favorite the following year? The Lions are the favorite. I like Coach Campbell, but the Motor City Kitties haven't won a division title since 1993. Longest drought in the NFC, by the way. The Packers finally have no Farver Rodgers under center. The Bears have some potential, but I still have Justin Jefferson. I still believe in Kurt Cousins. Purple Pride, give me the Vikings, plus the 275 to win the NFC North. Then I do have four NFL bets on the team totals. Bet number one on the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to make some people mad with these bets. I like unders. It's the Falcons under eight and a half wins at a plus 100. So the Falcons finished 7 and 10 in a terrible, terrible NFC South last year. The jury is still out on Desmond Ritter and his two NFL touchdown passes. Asking him to win nine games this year seems a little aggressive to me. So once again, I'm going to play the Falcons under the eight and a half wins this year at a plus 100. Next up on my card, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers under eight and a half wins at a plus 120. So after a three and seven start, Mike Tomlin worked his magic yet again to finish nine and eight. Division wins this year won't be easy. Kenny Pickett t- tossed only seven touchdowns 
with nine interceptions a year ago. Let's see if he can beat me again. I'm going to make the Steelers have a winning record yet again under Mike Tomlin. I don't think they can do it this year. I'm going to play Pittsburgh under the eight and a half wins at a plus 120. Next up on my card, it's the Seattle Seahawks. I had an option between under nine and a half wins, weighted at a minus 155, and under eight and a half wins at a plus 140. I'm going to take the eight and a half option at the plus 140. So most expected Seattle to be terrible last year without Russell Wilson, but they far exceeded expectations, winning nine games and making the playoffs. This year, I expect that to level out with the Cardinals and the Rams being a bit better. So I'm going to take the Seahawks under the eight and a half wins at a plus 140. So three plus money plays there. I always like that. The last one, I'm going to give you one over. It's a team I like. It's the LA Chargers over nine and a half wins at a minus 120. So Justin Herbert, you have a third-year head coach in Brandon Staley. I like third-year head coaches, whether it be in college or the NFL. This team has the pieces to be really, really good. I think the Chiefs may take a step back here. I like the Chargers over the nine and a half wins at a minus 120. I expect good things out of the lightning bolts this season. So let's recap my five plays for the National Football League. My division winner, yes, it's my homer play. It's the Minnesota Vikings to win the NFC North at the plus 275. My NFL win total bets for the year, I'm on the Atlanta Falcons, under eight and a half wins at a plus 100. I'm on the Pittsburgh Steelers, under eight and a half wins at a plus 120. I'm on the Seattle Seahawks, under the eight and a half wins at a plus 140, and I'm on the LA Chargers, over nine and a half wins at a minus 120. So those are my future bets in the National Football League. We'll talk again soon, everybody. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.